Bashar. It's <laughs> <laughs> our back to school episode. Yeah, it's back to school. September. Back to woo woo school. Yes. Are you recording? Yeah. Oh. It was very sly. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. We've returned. Yes. Welcome. To another episode. Of. As. Woo. Woo. As. You. Want. Hi. With. Celine. And. Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm making you say my name. I love uh, Hi. Hello. We're, we've returned. We're back. We're back. We wonder if you've missed us. Maybe a missed little. Us. I've missed us. Yes, I've missed us. <laughs> I've missed us too. Yeah. Yeah. I like your outfit today. It's kind of like Steve Jobs, but like <laughs> a hipper version. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I always, always wear the black turtleneck. You're wearing like a, a V-neck and, and some like light jeans. <laughs> it is very Steve Jobs. I, I know it is. I bought some new t-shirts because I have been <sighs> wearing the same white t-shirts for like 15 years. No. Um, I needed some new Basics. We all need new basics. New basics. New energy. New vibes. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. And this episode is, um, well, first, we hope everyone had a wonderful summer. Yes. Um, enjoyed the the sun, the warmth. Hot dogs. The ocean. Sun hats. Salt. You know, the things. Sun things. Sun things. Summer things. Um, and this episode is going to be about Bashar. Yes. And I want to say this because I listened to, I think I've messed it up a few times. Bashar is channeled by not Daryl Hannah, which my bad. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) It's Daryl Anka. Yes. (sighs) A-N-K-A. Was anxious about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know why, but a few weeks ago, for whatever reason, I went on Bashar's website and I was looking and saw that Bashar was giving a weekend um, workshop mm-hmm. in Sedona um, this past weekend, which was the I think fourteenth and fifteenth of September. And I frantically texted Celine <laughs> and was like, Bashar's back, Bashar's back. Yes. Um, because you had told me that he had stopped. I thought he stopped. Yeah. But I was wrong, like many things, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that he stopped channeling in, like, 2014. But after doing a little recon work, he has been popping up here and there. For the last couple of years. Interesting. So, but he had kind of taken a break maybe? Or? I think a ye- one of his like transmissions, as he calls them, yeah. which was in 2012, 13, if I remember correctly, they the entities that are Bashar said, you know... We're, we're done. We're going to move on. Um, and I think there is a break, like a year or something. But then it kind of seems to re-up. And I haven't, like, gotten to that part where 
he explains his disappearance or coming back or whatever. Okay, cool. So for those who are listening who have been listening to previous podcasts, Bashar has come up a few times, so you probably know what we're talking about. If you don't, (laughs) But if you don't, you may be a little confused. So, Celine, do you want to give us a little Bashar So Bashar 101 is, as I said before, channeled by this man, Daryl Anka. And Bashar is a group of entities that are hybrid beings that start where they like started mixing human genes with alien life forms, specifically the greys. And then he's in our future timeline, like I think thousands of years in the future, a group of beings called Asasani. And that is essentially Bashar and his sort of mission in his world is to travel around to different galaxies and planets and find different civilizations and educate them and help them sort of know their own power and evolve and, you know, transmute whatever sort of mm, negative energies they have. And so that's Bashar. He's, <laughs> that's a, Bashar. he's a legit alien. Yeah. So before you turn that dial and turn us off. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy because totally the crazy. first time you told me about Bashar, like, I was get like, out. <laughs> honestly, I was like, I was like, okay, astrology, cool, you know, um, <laughs> crystals, Medium. cool, but aliens was like a hard one for me. Aliens is a hard one for everybody. I like know how bananas and wacky this sounds. Yeah, but here we go. The thing is, is just like my experience with Seth. Yeah. When I first heard Bashar. I had an overwhelming feeling of one comfort, same expansion mm-hmm. and familiarity. Yeah. Where I was like, this just I don't care how weird it is. The guy wears a Hawaiian shirt. Ugh, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he channels this being. And, you know, you could say it's not uh an alien or it's an act, whatever you want to yeah. say. The information that is coming is, I think, incredibly valuable. I do, too. I mean, I think that when, you know, you talk about channels, mediums, and all that kind of stuff, there is a lot of resistance towards it because a lot of it can be kind of BS. Yeah. And that's fair and valid. And, like, I think you can say, even if Bashar isn't total, whatever it is, right, if it's just Daryl acting... Like, wow, dude, you've got some really good information. Yeah, you've got really good information. And I don't know, that's quite an act because he's been doing it for years now. And since, like, I think even the late 80s. Yeah. And the sessions that, um, at least this weekend sessions, they were like three hours each. Yeah. It's like no joke, you know. The guy isn't joking around, and no. there there are definitely times where he's pulling information where you're like, I don't think this guy knows. You know, the human Daryl. Daryl, yeah, knows what. No, he he's actually saying, you know. No, well, apparently, from what I know about, uh, when you go into like a trance state yeah. to allow a medium, another being to come through you, it's sort of like you're sitting in the background. 
So you know what's going on, but you're not really aware of the conversation and stuff. Yeah. Like a Jane Roberts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or like an Abraham and Hicks. Yep. So lots, you know, we're really starting off with a bang. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. So you can be as woo as you want. Yeah. We're getting it, going to get as woo as Bashar and, and aliens. And, uh, uh, we ended up live streaming the event mm-hmm. um, at my apartment. Um, uh, we invited some friends over, uh, Melissa and I hosted, and just had a really awesome Saturday really um, yeah. afternoon uh, listening to Bashar first give uh, about a 20 minute or 20 so minute. transmission. Yep, which was really cool. Yes. Do you want to expand on the me- that meditation? That meditation, the box? Yeah. Yeah. What I loved about it was it's a meditation on, I think, essentially how to neutralize your ego, mm-hmm. right? And the idea, the visualization that Bashar led us through was you're in a warehouse, you're alone, it's just you in this box. I'm kind of speeding it up. And then... In the box, you kind of place all the everyday thoughts you have. It can be a shape, a color, a texture. And then you, you know, you just observe the box. You don't have an emotion towards it. They are just there observing. Then you walk out of the building. And then it was almost like what? Like a a triad between the higher mind, the ego, and then your feelings, right? When you visualized it? Yeah. The way he described it was what I'm doing is I'm getting you more to the halfway point of your soul soul entity, essentially. Right. So you can be more fluid in receiving information that you need to know without kind of judging it. Yeah. And to be honest, when we did it, I loved that. It was a really cool exercise. It was cool to feel neutral. And actually, since then, when... I've been in annoying situations. <laughs> I've just tried to be like, you know what? Take a breath. Be neutral. Like, step back from, like, these, like, gut reactions. And it's actually kind of been working. Yeah. 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 So he, after that meditation, um, he then just took questions for, like, two hours. And uh, going to this idea of neutrality, one of the, um, one of the things he said that was a huge takeaway for me was this, you know, the concept of the ego. We always talk mm-hmm. about the ego, um, how, you know, you can be egocentric and live your life from an ego. And obviously there's the negative stigma about ego and being egotistical or whatever, but more just like being a human body, that that kind of um, way of thinking of ego. And uh, in my own personal, like, journey, I've been dealing with, like, ego death or ego mm-hmm. transformation and, and not really sure what it was. And, um, what I really loved about this session was you can't kill your ego because then you're dead, Sure, but you can neutralize your ego. Yes. And I think that was for me a huge key where instead of kind of, you know, I think a lot of people can be in a negative ego space or in a positive ego space. It's about being in a neutral ego space. Right. I think that's what like awareness is, right? Like you're yeah. not, you're not um, stigmatizing one way or the other. Your right. Experience. Well, and I also liked in that session, he talked about the ego is holds the personality construct. Right. So 
you can't get away from who you are, right, in, in your personality. So I do, I, yeah, I think that it was really kind of mind-blowing to think of being neutral. I don't know. For some reason, it's just something I've, like, never really thought about. Yeah. Neutralizing kind of your, like, swinging tendencies. Yeah. Or maybe I'm not neutral is what it is. Well, it's funny you said swinging tendencies because in um, in uh, Samatha meditation, mm. which is the meditation that I usually practice, which is one form, one Buddhist meditation, which is a calming meditation. Okay. They always talk about uh, the monkey mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's literally what it is. Yes. You're swinging from thought to thought. Thought like to thought. Motion never, to motion. Never stilling yourself. So yeah. I think this was just another, another exercise in being able to still. still yourself. And yeah. what was cool about it was using... Um, and he was very non-dogmatic about, like, how things need to look. He he recommended, like, you know, the box be a clear box so right. that you could see, see your thoughts inside. And, like, you know, but the warehouse could be anything. The idea is that all this stuff is just symbolic representations to help you with your psyche, with your consciousness. Yeah. I mean, he also discusses permission slips, right? Yeah. Which... It's, That's a huge Bashar thing that I didn't know about until Saturday. But it's, yeah. like, amazing, right? Every single thing that we do that – why I truly love it is because you can have any belief system that you want to have that can kind of connect you to your source, to your higher power, to all that is. And that is how you kind of channel that kind of energy, right? And so for me, it's – you know, an alien, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but he calls himself a per- permission yeah. slip. Yeah. And I love that. Or like, you know, astrology is a permission slip. Religion mm-hmm. is a permission slip. Um, all these tools. And I think we've talked about this a lot. You know, there are all these different ideas, but kind of fundamentally, they all kind of have the same concept, which is like empowering yourself, loving yourself, and you are worthy and however you need to do that, whatever you need to do, if it's, you know, in a good way, not like, uh, you know, being an asshole or something. But Right. So like that's self-flagellation. I, yeah. Like not that <laughs> uh, way. Hopefully that's run its course. But, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. What else was I excited to talk about? Well, the, the one of the main themes that I guess this is something that he's been talking about for a few sessions now. And by the way, we'll, we'll obviously link Bashar, mm. but he, he's still doing, he's doing stuff. So there's actually something happening in Los Angeles. Um, go if you're in LA. Yeah. If you're in LA, so go. It's wild. It sounds awesome. Hopefully um, he'll come to New York. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but another big theme was the idea that we right now are all transitioning, um, third to fourth dimensionality. Yeah. He's been talking about that for a really long time. Um, and the third dimension with Bashar is kind of the polarized humans we are, right? Negative, positive, very like dogmatic, right? Linear, concrete, everything is what it is, right? And the fourth dimension it's kind of where you see through the illusions of what you think is real. So time 
becomes a little less straight and narrow. You know, you you see through your own kind of things that hold you back. And so the fourth density is dimension. I think dimension and density are a different thing. Oh, are they? I wasn't I sure. I kind of think so. Okay. I think That's we'll to get know. to the fourth dimension and a density. There's some difference that I'm not totally sure on what it means. Dimension versus density. I think it's a energy frequency maybe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, ideally it's sort of the evolution of what human consciousness could be. The right. fourth. Right. You don't have to. There's yeah. no, you know, you can stay where you are. But he says that we're being, it's happening. But it, yeah, it's it happening. Is happening. It's and happening. And I think that if you're not kind of in a, you know, neutral, living your best life, feeling good about yourself, really being intentional with your life, all the stuff around you can really seem terrible. Mm-hmm. And it does, right? Like, you know how I'm always like, the world is garbage. And you're like, well, Celine, it's not totally. But, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that if you don't kind of work on these things and your belief systems and all this stuff, you'll stay kind of in this uh, not so pleasant world. Yeah. And he talks about how uh, it's not about changing the world. It's about mm-hmm. changing you. Isn't that bananas? Yeah. It and sounds how, like, like a platitude, but... But he literally says, when you change yourself, you actually will exist in a different reality. Yeah. Like everything. Because I, I think what's interesting to me and like empowering about a lot of these ideas is that we are more malleable and changeable in our thought structures than we actually think we are. And yeah. it can change really fast if you really believe it to be. You yeah. just, and you're kind of in a different vibration and everything's slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty trippy. It's really trippy. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it's very trippy. Um, so yeah, they were very, they're very interesting questioners. Yes. Very, <laughs> lots of different characters. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were really good. Some of them were great. Others we're a little wonky. That's fine. Some we're a little wonky. To be expected. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was the one I listened to. And then you listened to the second half the next day. Yeah, I missed the beginning. And that was about future children or something? Yeah, it was called Children of the Future. Okay. Uh, and it was basically the idea of um, he led a meditation, a holotope meditation at the end, um, which... Uh, Celine can explain, but it, it was basically about your future self coming to your present self and, and kind of comforting you and um, guiding you and yeah. helping you. Which is what I do in hypnotherapy. So I think that's really interesting. Um, the holotope is kind of looks like a magic eye and it has sounds and changes in color. And, you know, I'm not sure how that's supposed to work, but you kind of feel like you're in a trance a little bit. Yeah. It definitely fucked me up. Like (laughs) I, (laughs) you know, when I meditate, I close my eyes. So, um, this was a bit different. Yeah. Um, I find it, you don't have to close your eyes. I think some people, uh, 
close their eyes and then other people kind of um, just let their gaze kind of fall somewhere around six feet in front of them um, mm-hmm. and like relax their eyes. But for me, really removing the visual information is really important to get yeah, in touch with I the other so senses. Too. So this was very different because you're like kind of looking at this, like Celine said, like magic eye circle yeah, thing that that's like, like pulsing yeah. and like vibrating and changing colors. And but there's like a center circle. In yeah, the there's middle. a there's a center circle and there's like kind of wobbly music happening and um, wobbly music. <laughs> and it's like wow, wow. Yeah, know? it's cool. And, and Bashar is kind of giving you instruction. Um, the thing, honestly, the greatest takeaway for me from that was, uh, I found myself kind of maybe trying a little too hard, uh, or I found like my thoughts Mm, mm -hmm. uh, getting stimulated a lot by what Bashar was saying. But the thing that regardless kind of made me, was my experience was I had no idea how long I'd passed. Like when it was over... Um, I like looked at Melissa and it was like 30 minutes later and I was like, what the oh, wow. fuck? Yeah. Like I really time. lost track of, of time. Cool. So I that was that. kind of my greatest takeaway. What does that say? Maybe I blacked out. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that, um, you liked it. Yeah. Well, like, Cause, you I know. mean, you know, Celine came over um, with a couple of other friends and on Saturday and like I, w- I turned to her and I was like, this is exactly what I feel like when I read Seth. Like mm-hmm. it just felt invigorating. I yeah. felt like so much more open and free and like, you know, how many times do you just read shit or look on Instagram and you just feel like you almost feel like you feel constricted. You feel like you're closing in and like all this like negativity starts building up. And when I read Seth or when I listen to Bashar, uh, you know, someone who's like a wonderful writer or even really good art or music, that's expansive. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the shit that's, you know, contracting me anymore. So I totally loved it. Yeah. And I also think it makes you a little bit more aware of what you're looking at and what you're doing, you know? And, like, I was going to watch something on Netflix the other day after we had our Bashar thing. And, you know, I think at some point he talked about, you know, your belief systems and what that's about and what you're, like, like, what about, you know, it's the reflection, right? Your life is a mirror of what you're doing. And so I was going to watch this, like, weird spy, like, war thing on Netflix. Oh, with Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started it, and there was, like, some bombing, and it was, like, really heavy. And I was like, huh, I don't think this is, like, a great thing for me to just, like, give my energy to. Yeah. And I was like, am I evolving? (laughs) (laughs) Am I growing? Yeah. You know? But, like, there's just things that we can be not careless, but... It's just really important, I think, or for me now to realize that the things I give my energy to, even if I'm just reading or I'm watching something or, you know, my weird neuroses about chewing, you know, I'm just like, you know, maybe you can kind of ease up on that stuff or like change your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So it also falls into the idea of boundaries and like 
Mm. We're just, you know, heading out of Virgo season, which has been all about boundaries. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've been feeling it really strongly. You've, you're excelling it's at boundaries. Good. Yeah. You're like a little ice queen. I need, I'm yeah. psyched. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been working on boundaries and it's been really good. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's crucial. Yeah, I know. You feel supported. You feel like protected. You feel, um, you know, your energy is valued and your time is valued. Yeah. And no one's mad at you. Do you know what I mean? No I think one's mad at you. Know, if they are like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're getting good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of times people are like, well, I don't want to say no. What if I hurt their feelings? You know, and I think people really respect and respond well to yeah. a, a guideline. I think if anyone protests you're having boundaries, it means that they're probably a psychic vampire. Yeah, definitely. Why else would they, right? They're getting yeah. something out of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like if someone if you freaks really out honor, with your, your boundaries, yeah. they're, you know, they're not, the relationship is not a even Probably playing not field. A one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but. So, what else did I want to say about this? Well, I don't know. I think it's worth everybody exploring, checking them out. I would definitely check them out. Yeah. Um, do you want to share, like, your first Bashar experience? No. Yes, I was just thinking of it. Okay. Because I can't totally remember. I think that it would probably be uh, driving around in my mom's old station wagon, station wagon Volvo. And we, sometimes I guess if we would do errands, we would listen to Bashar on tape. Um, so that's my first experience listening to him. And I was like, wow. He's very to the point. How old are you? I think I'm like 16, 17. That's amazing. Um, he, so that, yes. Yeah. He's really to the point. And I love that, you know. Yeah. Kind of like, it's not a harshness, but it's like, it's not a soft landing. He's not putting a cushion under you when, yeah. you know, he's like, look at yourself. What are you doing? Yeah, he's not coddling you. No, but it's not totally coming from a place of not, like, love and support. No, it's not negative at all. I think it's just, like, he's seeing things much more clearly. Yeah. And so he's just giving it to you very clearly. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be wishy-washy with this stuff. No. But, yeah. I mean, I don't totally remember when I, I know I told you that I saw him. Yeah. In the city. Like 10 years ago. Oh, in New York. In New York. Oh, yeah. Okay. In like a very small room. Um, it was weird. I mean, it's just <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> but there's something about his presence that I too find so comforting and so empowering to me. Like, yeah. I feel less scared of all the things that I'm scared of when I'm listening. Because I'm like, oh, I don't like have to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah, I th I think he definitely inspired that in me, and uh, I just thought it was really interesting how many people we talked about this a little bit, like how many people who were questioning were um, 
one, like some people have ego complexes. I mean, I mean, most of them did. <laughs> like, I feel like I have special powers, and it's like, yeah, it's like I'm when take you take a seat. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's just like I think when you start to really get woo woo, maybe when you start out, you're like, well, I'm like experiencing these new things. I must be like really special. But then you realize, like, no, this is like everyone yeah everybody's special everyone's special and the whole idea is like you're just tapping into something greater yeah maybe some people aren't but that doesn't mean that they're not also special special and have that ability as well yeah a lot of those (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it was just like a little next level because there's the questions are so far out like it's like i feel like i'm tapping into my you know Pleiadian energy and what is that? And you're like, oh god. <laughs> but continue with. I think your point is really interesting. Well, that the, you're about the, to me. The, big, the biggest thing for for me observing it was, it still seemed like though a lot of these people were tapping into something greater and um, obviously were like open to Bashar. There was a sense of a lot of people not owning their own power. Yes, and and I feel like the whole point about Bashar, like when you listen to him is like, you are in control. You know the answer. Like, you know the answer. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of, it's two things. I think a lot of, I think a lot of people who listen to Bashar or any kind of like medium are, are lost and they're looking to this being or this person channeling as some sort of like, God comp- God coming and speaking. So they're like, tell me about myself. And you're like, well, okay. Um, and I lost my other thing. Yeah. But I think it's a, yeah, I think it's an, I also think it's a natural human thing to want to know the secrets about yourself if someone knows them. Totally. And there were multiple times where people would ask personal, you know, questions. questions and be like, I don't he- care. Well, he'd either say, I don't care, or I'm not telling you. Yeah, it's not my, I love the, it's not my place. It's not my place. And I was like, you're right. Right, because we still, as much as we may be transitioning to the fourth dimension, we're still on the third dimension, and there's a reason why certain things aren't revealed to us at the time yeah. that we want it to be. And I know yeah. that's frustrating, <laughs> right, for everyone, right? Like, you want to know everything and be everything, but that's just not who we are. And I think you get the most benefit and the most clarity about who you are when you go to speak to any kind of medium or uh, intuitive person or channel when you're coming at it from a place of I don't need you to validate what I'm feeling. I just want some expansion, expansion, mm-hmm. you know, like what we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've definitely been to you know, mediums or psychics or stuff like that, where, uh, my intuition has been validated or been confirmed Yeah, and it's felt good because yeah. at the time, um, this is like the flip side at the time. I don't, it was hard for me to connect with my intuition. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the greatest, one of the greatest things anyone can do for themselves is to be able to t- tap into your intuition, tap yeah. into your knowing self because you really do know what you need at at every moment yeah. and it's it's i think the issue is we've been taught to outsource our power and outsource our authority for centuries for centuries millennia. now i mean it's such a patriarchal 
patriarchal thing, right? Sure. Um, and it's such a capitalist thing too. Like, hey, I have the answer. Yeah. Just give me this give amount me. of money, and I will give you I'll the answer. You. And it's yeah. like, no, the answer is inside. It's always been inside. The problem is, is that it gets crowded out with all this messaging and all this bullshit to the point where you you start to not be able to hear. Right, you're just like lost. Yeah, and then you become lost, which I feel like a lot of people are. And yeah. it's not like their fault because, you no. know, I, I've been there too. And uh, also this is not like a linear thing in that, you know, um, there, there are days where like, yeah, it is harder to connect. It is right. harder to tap in. You have in. bad and days, that are, you have good days. Right. So, but I think a key point with all this is finding a practice, finding a modality, finding whatever it is that you need in order to hear on the inside. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the simplest yeah. one is meditation. Yeah. And that's throughout all major, you know, religions or just sort of practices in, in our, in our world, you know, taking the time to sit, listen in quiet, neutralize yourself like you'll get everything you need maybe not immediately obviously but you know it's like we have to recognize our own power yeah and that's when you start tapping into a lot of cool shit a lot of cool shit and your own um all these other senses yeah like you just know it's it was very this uh uh, streaming thing we did to get all did together was like at a it came at a very good time for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I feel like I've been kind of in like a in between space, trying to move forward but kind of being afraid to, and and then I honestly think I've just been waiting for something to happen so that I could feel safe to move forward, right? Like an outside something. And like after having that, you know, viewing session about Bashar, I was like, oh, this is not about anything but me. Mm. And like I'm safe enough and like confident enough to just do it. And like it was it was just nice reinforcement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's like that's what it all is, right? Yeah. Like, listen on the inside, and, like, it's okay if you need external... Validation's not the right word. It's, like, motivation or just, like, uh, like I guess for me support. it's, like, safety. Yeah. So it's yeah. not, like, validated. But, like, I, you know, I can create the play, you know? I can sort of pull the strings mm -hmm. of my own self. Yeah. yeah. By, be, by controlling more of my emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's why that box thing and neutralizing my ego is like, I think my ego and I are like very, we have a very tumultuous relationship. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And fear was like, I think a big part of all that. Yeah. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And or to like, like go what? through the fear belief system is underneath everything that is like creating that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, he talks about, he called it the skeleton key, but he basically said, basically all of this is, are just beliefs. Yeah. And so when you start to realize that beliefs are malleable. Exactly. And like, what about, what am I doing in my day that is making these beliefs concrete? Yeah. I'm redoing. Every day. Yeah. I have to stop watching violent 
ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> or true crime. I have to stop doing that. Yeah. I don't think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you know, sometimes if you can watch it with, with the feeling of it just being like entertainment or I know. as long as it's not actually like seeping into your. It's probably seeping into me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess another. Yeah. Another There's great like a lot. metaphor that Bashar used with the ego construct uh, was the the image of a diving mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So basically, you know, your soul is in the ocean, right? Um, but in, when you become a, when you incarnate, it's essentially the like diving mask. Yep. And what the diving mask does is it allows you to see things. In that world. In that world. Right. right? So like it seems clear, but that doesn't mean that that is. Real. Real or what you're actually perceiving. And Seth always talks about that too. He says, you need to understand that like humans are seeing reality in a distorted fashion. I know. That's so difficult to like wrap your head around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, it's backwards, right? I think we literally. Well, it's like are, when like, you're sleeping, backwards. you're like, I'm dreaming and this is my world, my waking world. When I think it's, it's the opposite. opposite. It is the opposite, and and but Seth, everything feels so yeah, exactly, concrete. exactly. So that's like what I was talking about once when we were talking about the shadow self, and like how it can be fun to sort of because I think there's there's this freedom that comes in thinking that I'm wearing a mask mm-hmm. and I'm just looking through and like even though all the experiences are real and can be tragic and traumatic and sad or happy, like I think it sort of just takes the pressure off for me. Yeah. Well, that's like going to your point about like, you know, scary movies or whatever. I feel like that's one way where you kind of, it's almost empowering to allow yourself to like watch it and go through it. Yeah. Like I did it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To like allow yourself, you're like to feel your shadow self, you yeah. know, or like whatever. Yeah. I know. That was cool. The mask. What else did he say that was sort of like wild? I thought, I don't know if you remember this part when, but when he was like, you got, you've never left spirit. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I love that. That's another thing. You know, I talked about this like a in a, like a podcast a while back, but nothing he's saying is contradicting anything else. No, that, like it, it's like when he was talking, I was like, Seth talks about that. The whole eternal validity of the soul, the whole thing is about you aren't actually dead and you aren't actually alive. Like you your, are your a soul, soul is like dreaming. Yeah, exactly. I think that's such a like lovely concept. Yeah, your soul is just dreaming around. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's certain, like, agreements and circumstances and sort of scenarios that it plays out. Yeah, another so, thing that you just reminded me of, yeah. he talks about karma. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember. Tell me. So the uh, one of the guys was asking, one of the questioners was asking about karma, and Bashar said karma is essentially when the soul recognizes an imbalance. 
Right. And as soon as the soul um, makes an effort to address that imbalance, that is the eradication of the karma. Right. But it has to filter through our minds, our lower minds. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the trip up happens. In some other transmission he did a long time ago, he had this kind of exercise where you know about, you have the bigger picture outcome that you want. And we so much try to figure out the details of how it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. And he was like, the thing is, is that your human lower mind cannot figure out how that will take place, but the higher mind does. So it's like this lesson that I actually think about a lot in that whole exercise with the box and the neutrality, like the more you can just trust, I guess, you know, and be a little bit more neutral, the way that it will play out will be of the highest and work out in a way that was like very, that's what I want, the unexpectedness of things. Yeah. And no expectation. It's very Buddhist. Yeah. Well, it's like, I feel like it totally aligns with the Tosha stuff too. Yeah, it does. Because it's, it's all again, you know, she uses the term God a lot, but it's, it, for me, it's interchangeable with higher self, yep. you know, love, whatever, yeah. where you trust and it's about that openness. Because what happens is if you micromanage your life, like you're you just stuck. said, you're yeah, stuck. But your mind can't, it's like not up to, the mind thinks like it's, oh, it's my job to like make this thing occur. Right. But it's like, no. it's actually not. <laughs> so you have to be the like kind of the conduit. A thousand percent. So that was interesting. Yeah. That's a great observation. Yeah. yeah. Was, I loved that. that I forget awesome. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a triple Capricorn, so. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Well, we can wrap it up. I mean, so speaking of Tosha, Mm -hmm. um, she was incredibly generous and actually sent me her her poetry book because she knew in our uh, last episode when we were talking that I had admitted that that was the only book I didn't have of hers. (laughs) Um, But she sent me the book and um, said that, you know, if I wanted to read anything uh, to uh, our listeners on the podcast that she'd be more than happy to have us read something. So I wanted to read, this is a very um, short poem, but I feel like it does touch upon. It's very apropos. Uh, yeah. What we, we talked about um, with our experience with Bashar and just um, listening on the inside. So um, this is called Silent Seat. When you finally take your calm and silent seat on the throne of your own heart, everything begins to fall into its proper place because you have. I mean, spot on. Yeah. So I got to take a seat on my throne. Yeah. 
and that's what Bashar talks about. I mean, one of the main themes uh, that he kept returning back to is following your passion. Yeah. That attraction, all of the, you know. It, Highest excitement. Excitement, exactly. What excites you? That is where you need to be. That's where you need to go. And like not having a, a hard outcome that needs to happen. Like a difference between what you need and what you want. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes what you need isn't totally what you want. But if you follow that, it will get you to the place that, you know, all the things happen in. Yeah. And the skeleton key for me was with all this, because I feel like sometimes you hear, well, just follow your passion, follow your passion. And there's an immediate like burden of, on the ego, like, oh, I need to like yeah. work really hard, at, like my passion and <laughs> like, I need to quit my job. And I need, and it's honestly the thing that has helped me so much and revolutionized my life is what Tosha talks about, which is offering is again this concept of opening and if you do have a passion for something if there is something that's attracting you if there is something that's exciting to you allow yourself to open to being guided to that path yeah instead of like grasping onto it or like yeah toiling towards it i mean and there was i was listening to some other thing over the weekend that Bashar had said, and it was a woman asking about, you know, she wanted to move forward in her career, but like was feeling scared, you know, and he had this really simple question that was like, well, do you feel like if you follow this, you will be supported and you know that you have like a parachute, you can jump and you're going to sail. And she was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, then there's your answer. So don't follow that path that you kind of, like, be less uh, rigid on how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. And I think you kind of, and that's essentially an an offering and an opening, you know, like. Totally. See how it plays out. Trust that this is going to work out, but it's probably not going to be the way that you think it was going to be. It's not going to be the way you think it's going to be. No. But that, that's the fun. I know. But, like, I think it takes a certain amount of time to get to a place where you're like, and it's going to be cool. Yeah. You know, like, through working on yourself. You know, all these ideas, it's not like you just, like, wake up and you're like, okay, cool. What's to offer? You know, like, you have to do the work. <laughs> you do have to do the work. You got to do the work. Figure out what's holding in, holding you in the pattern. What do you yeah. believe about yourself? And work is, like... Uh, is a tough word because it's not just it's not work it's like hmm. you kind of have to dive into yourself yeah and th- I think but I, I like do the th- work the, what I was going to say is work is just living <laughs> you know yeah but like figure out why you do certain things like mm-hmm. And I think that that is a form of work, though. Yeah. Why Why do you have these certain, like, thoughts? Mm-hmm. It's like self-therapy. Mm-hmm. Which is work. Also, living is work, but yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. That's, That's so nice of Tosha to send you. Yeah, that was really sweet. And it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. It's called Make Me Your Own. 
can find it on toshasilver.com. Um, there's just some great, great poems in there that uh, they're very like Rumi, Hafiz, Hafiz-esque, mm. um, and that nice. kind of like uh, bhakti uh, mm-hmm. devotional tradition. Love it. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Alright. Well we really dove back into that, huh? Yeah, we dove back in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked that we're we're back in. Yeah. Um check out Bashar. Check out Bashar. We'll like link some stuff. Um go into it with an open mind. Yeah. And it's not you know, if it doesn't resonate with you and you're it like, This resonate. is weird, cool. That's and fine. To use to use Bashar's uh, terminology, it's not your permission slip. Yeah. You don't it's, have to use that permission slip. You don't slip. need to use that vibe. Yeah. And uh, take a take a moment just to sit in quiet. Yeah. And listen on the inside. Yeah. Because um, I know, uh, I think everyone gets bombarded with shit all the time, including here. It's like, check this out, check that out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the greatest gift you can do for yourself is just sit Alone. Alone. No distractions and being quiet and just let yourself have that experience. Yeah. Or like go outside and sit in a, beneath a tree. Yeah. And just hang out for a sec. Touch a tree. Touch it. Hug a tree. Hug a tree. They're experiencing an amazing shedding right now. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's fall. So All right. we love you and we look forward to the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.